It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkins? <laughs> this is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Wasted potential. Are you drunk? <laughs> I am so drunk right now. Previously on Celebrity Book Club. The TLDR of Chapter 8 is we start out with a, uh, a prologue again for the chapter when we learn a little bit more about the uh, the, the plague. Um, it seems a little bit detached. Then we get into the De La Crems arriving at Ladorno downtown, and we get sort of a picture of the square where all the girls are going to be walking, and it's just, it's like going to be mass pandemonium. And also, randomly, there are like obelisks at the edge of the square that will apparently come in handy later. Then Devin Rump, who is the mayor, who, Devin Rump III, mayor shows up and uh, he's wearing a harness, like a wrecking ball. He's swung around the square, announcing the rules. He says that anybody can get selected to be a model. And um, and just before he says go, Tookie and the the creamy family, the De La Krems are like in a tent and basically Tookie's like bag gets found out, her runaway bag, um, but it ends up being like useful shit for getting... Uh, Miracle ready, uh, and then suddenly the day of discovery begins. And that's it. We don't actually see anything. It just begins. Oh my god, Ryan, you're here. Did you bring the woman who is disguised as a lamppost? <laughs> no, I didn't, but I did bring the lady that's disguised as a meteor. <laughs> Hi, everyone. We are Celebrity Book Club. Um, I am Ryan LaSala. And I'm Clarabel A. Ortega, and we're two authors delving into the world of celebrity penned books. Uh, Specifically, if you're new, if you're just joining in Chapter 9, you're like, fuck chapters 1 through 8. I'm coming (laughs) to Chapter 9. We're reading Model Land by Tyra Banks, and um, we're just going to jump right in. This chapter made me question everything. Uh, I had a lot of trouble with it as well. It was just, it was a lot. Uh, so chapter nine, buzz. <laughs> <laughs> I said, nice try. <laughs> when I read that, I was like, this uh, do it for me. So from the very first sentence, I was screaming because what have I been saying this entire time? You've been saying that the day of discovery is going to be like a disorganized chaotic mess and that it really is just going to be a bunch of girls like stomping around. And my fucking God, I didn't think it could be true. But as we got closer to it, it sort of materialized that way. And you were right. You were totally right. Yeah. The first line of chapter nine is thousands of girls stampeded to the square all at once. Basically, that's the rest of the chapter. Like, there's no organization at all. Um, yeah. The way that they they described it is there's no prearranged runways. Everyone yeah. creates invisible ones. So, like, you just make up, like, this is my runway, like, from here to that bush. And that I'm going to keep going back and forth. Yeah. Um, it yeah. seems kind of, like, this is, seems like the most important thing in all of these people's lives every year or however often it happens. Right. So why isn't there like, why don't they have like a big arena or something? I don't understand. Every, everybody in this book is in kindergarten, like down, like down to like the administrators uh, that like run these things. I just like, there's a mayor. Devin Rump is swinging around the sky, but like (laughs) he had enough time to like put on a harness and like, I don't know, operate like a crane. Like he hired someone to operate the crane that's like throwing him through space. But at no point did they want to set up, I don't know, even like caution tape to be like, hey, here's where here's where the 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 like candidates are going to walk. Because as we like quickly find out, it's pure mayhem. There's not even like a designated spot. People are just like sprinting, even like through the crowd. It makes 
no sense at all um so so basically most of this chapter like most chapters there's like no plot only vibes and it's just like (laughs) them describing t dot day of discovery so like girls are falling on top of one another um they and then like a girl falls and like one will walk over her like that one famous like gif now that everyone uses oh yes two girls are fighting and they knock down the delacreme tent Right. Well, and girls have been trained, just so you know, just so you know, there's no organization to any of this. However, because this is apparently a chronic thing in Metopia, girls are trained in martial arts specifically so they can just like beat the shit out of one another during this. Like it's expected that that will happen. Yeah. This one sentence, violence was not encouraged, nor was it condemned. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's a every man for himself or more precisely an every girl for herself event, which Boo. Boo. Although, I, we'll get to this later, but I do love there's, like, a few mutinies that happen during this. Um, <laughs> and by the way, like, this whole chapter, and we will try not to, like, belabor the point, but I'm sure it's going to come up. Like, Tookie, once again, just turns into, like, an amorphous cloud of cognition. Like, she just knows everything. It's so annoying. Within, like, a, within, like an inch of being able to, like, perceive, like, like the beads of sweat on people's faces, even though it's, like, this really chaotic crowd. So it's, yeah. once again, just, like, this, like, glut of, again, like, no plot only vibes because Tookie herself is like a vibration like she is the atmosphere yeah and she's also super unreliable but we'll get to that in a second Uh Uh so Tookie uh you know we're we're seeing all these girls fighting and punching each other blah 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 um and then Abigail Good comes back I don't know if anybody remembers her she's the one girl with the long armpit hair from like chapter Mm -hmm. one yep and Tookie Tookie's jealousy skyrockets and she's like even Abigail was competing it's like girl we knew that from the very beginning like you heard her talking about like right she was so conveniently gossiping in the hallway being right. like I can't wait for tomorrow or whatever it was silly um then some of the protest testers that we talked about I think last chapter they actually ditch their signs and start walking during T-Dot and I just wrote sellouts in the- <laughs> <laughs> um wait I have a question for you about Abigail like the Abigail good moment mm. so I was glad to see our girl Abigail come back however like previously it was sort of mentioned that like she like gloriously loves her hair but like now Tookie's jealous of her and which I, I guess I don't really understand because like Tookie has sort of prided herself upon, like, not wanting to, like, go to, to Model Land or, like, not really caring about it. Yeah. But, like, suddenly suddenly she has, like, actual jealousy towards it, which, I don't know, to me, read as, like, even someone as, like, disgusting as Abigail Good can compete. So, like, she shouldn't be able to. Like, I should. Like, I don't know. It just felt like this, like, moment of, like, kind of, like, gross entitlement because this girl Tookie perceives to be, like somehow uglier than her which was not my like I don't know this wasn't the dynamic that I was reading prior to this yeah not at all and and this will come up uh, up again later in the chapter where I almost wondered if Tookie was an unreliable narrator because it didn't like her her wants and needs like change from chapter to chapter and Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that more like once she says this thing later on but smart but but I completely agree with you it just doesn't add up at all. No. Also, uh, fuck you, okay? Abigail is, she's creating her own standards of beauty, and we support her, okay? Everyone else would be a better main character. Like, Zarpesa, a better plot. Abigail, who's creating her own standard of beauty, like, a better plot. But instead, we're stuck with... Lizzie, who talking. has actual problems. <laughs> better plot. Lizzie has actual problems. <laughs> um, by the way, I also wanted to point out that, like... The mutiny sort of begins with like, yeah, people who are protesting start to march, but like, so does an elder elderly man in a in a power scooter. Like, he participates, and so does. Wait, this this line cracked me up. Um, two down on their luck women dressed in trash bags. <laughs> like they I like mean, march. It's us. In with, I, I wrote me and Clara about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, oh, good representation. Finally, Finally. own voices for trash bag women. Oh my god. Um, yeah, every everyone just throws themselves into a drunken boys groping girls like it like truly it turns into mayhem and i thought this was just like i wrote what the fuck so many times in this chapter yeah because it makes no sense so of course we are catching up with our girl miracle she is basically frozen like she staggered a few feet away from the fallen tent it says the tent fell down because two girls were fighting and knocked it over and she's she's just stuck there 
And Tookie actually saves her. And she says, dance in your spirit, but not with your body. Um, <laughs> that's me. And I, I wrote, that's me in the supermarket when an ABBA song comes on. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, I do dance in the supermarket too, ABBA. Nothing can stop me. Nothing. Um, so Tookie essentially, like, saves Miracle, right? Yeah, because like, she, like, pushes her. her. And yeah, then, and it's like a tender moment. <laughs> right. But then I was laughing again because Mrs. Delacreme is yelling, right? She's like, don't dance! Because I guess Miracle, like, is, like, Wiggle. shimmying or whatever. And she, Oh, there's there's a theme song, by the way. We should probably mention to folks, like, previously they said that there was, like, no music, oh, so people mm-hmm. have to, like, make up music. But there's actually a theme song playing right. during this. Um, and so, so Miracle, obviously, like, the music is going to get her. Yeah. Like, she starts to dance, and Miss Delacreme oh, yells and then pinches her, which is really funny because it says, like, she walked right like she 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 walked away from them so like is 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 creamy just like like running alongside her like she's like a little racing like pony and she's like guiding her along like what's happening like why is she right next to her I it's was the so opposite funny. direction where I was like, Creamy has like go-go extendo pinch hands and just like, <laughs> it, like reaches 20 feet of distance and just like pinches her. It, it, I mean, cause the, the line right before is literally like, yeah, Miracle walks a bunch of feet away and then somehow Creamy pinches, pinches her. Pinches her because and there's no sense comes... of place in any of none. these chapters, like zero. None, 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 none whatsoever. <laughs> um, and okay. So they're walking. Abigail Good is, she's sort of back there. Basically like. Abigail and Miracle are like, uh, again, there's no runway, but somehow they are designated to the same point where like Mm -hmm. they're both about to pose in the same spot. And which again, like they could just move because there's no runway, but instead Miracle throws Abigail out of the, the, the posing space. It's just called the space. And um, Abigail cracks her head open on the motorized scooter and passes out. Passes out. So, so like a case of like vehicular manslaughter in the and, midst of everything. And Creamy's like, "That's my miracle. Claim what is ours, baby." She's get like, "Get her, like get her, Jade." Like she just like encourages the violence, which whatever. I also wanted to mention: Could you imagine judging any of this? Like, could you imagine being the judge that has to, like oversee? Well, this. I'm so glad that you brought that fucking up. Fucking mayhem. During this, I was like, who could possibly scout a model during this? Like, something, like, something, like, it can't be just, like, a person. And, wow. Yeah. (laughs) We are going to find out. But first, the return of Theophilus Lovelaces, the person with the worst fucking name in this whole book. He's been gone for a while, but he's back. He returns. and so you guys remember. He's the love interest, and his eyes are glistening in the Ladorno sun. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Tookie can't speak because she has no game. And he's, and he's like, like, you're not participating? And, <laughs> like, gesturing at, like, the crowd, which mm-hmm. Tookie, I don't even know. This is crazy. And she's like, really? Me? And but oh, she doesn't have. She doesn't say that though. She just thinks it. Well, do you know what? Do you remember the sound that she makes? Because I, I, I outlined this. Yes, just... a, a yelp, sneeze, and a burp, at, all at once. <laughs> and she... the best part is that Theo goes, "Good for you." So he yeah. understood it. <laughs> so she goes like, she's like, ah, <laughs> and Theo's like, "Good for you." <laughs> He's like, "This is all a little crazy," and I'm like, "Okay, yeah." Um, Theo, like Sarface is dead. Yeah, I mean, dead in Sarface, a ditch. Abigail Good is dead at your feet, and you're like, "Wow, crazy day." <laughs> he like stepped over her. She's like bleeding <laughs> out. Um, her armpit hair is soaking up the blood. Um, oh no! So then, um, Zarpeza returns. Zarpeza. I don't know. Do we know her last name before? I feel like we didn't. Uh, of course, it starts with a Z, but yeah. you don't need the to know it. Word. Yeah, we're probably never going to see her again. I feel like, but anyway, um, Zarpeza's there. She. She strutted confidently right over an open manhole that three girls had just fallen into. Why is there an open manhole? Like, uh, did, like they couldn't have scheduled their work for any other day. Or like, if a girl moved it out of the way on purpose, like that's something you need to tell us. Like, there's a lot of things. I don't know if you notice this, but like a, a fun idiosyncrasy of Tyra's is that oftentimes she will details only come up as like they're they're pertinent. So like it would make sense if before Toki was like, oh, they must not have finished the construction. So there's like open manholes, but they're cordoned mm-hmm. off or something like that. And then it comes up that people fell in it. But no, like half of this chapter is like 
As Arpesa steps over a manhole, which three girls had fallen in before, I should have mentioned. And also, like, she's holding a spear, which was given to her, like, two chapters ago. I didn't mention that either. Like, it just, it's a lot of stuff that's just, like, as it's, like, as, as it enters Tyra's brain. Right. She just, just, like, flicks it in there. Right. Just, like, wingtip. Like, like we, we, yeah. we literally oh, yeah. see yeah, Tyra exactly. walking home from school. And then when we meet Wingtip, she's like, oh, I know him because I've seen him when I'm walking home from school. Why didn't we meet him in that moment? Like, that just makes me feel like she definitely were, made him up know, like, a chapter on they the spot. She could have mentioned the manholes while they were, like, at the mall. They were in a parking lot for half of that chapter. I was watching, like, a slideshow on a mountaintop. Like, ample opportunity, but no. And also, the copy editor should have caught that. I, mean, I'm sh- I actually think the copy editor probably was crying tears of blood, trying to kind of get some sort of continuity into this. So I don't, I, I don't want to blame them, but it, th- this chapter's full of this stuff. It's a lot. And I'm pretty, I can pretty confidently say that Tyra is not a, a planner. She's definitely a <laughs> pantser. She just like goes for it and then things happen and they just happen and it is what it is. So Theo's trying to talk to um, Tookie, but she can't speak obviously like she can never say anything or like have a conversation with people zarpeza sort of interrupts them and she's like yeah and and tookie does have a moment where she's like should i tell him about like zarpeza's dumpster diving because she looks beautiful and she's wearing the the yellow shoes that lizzie had described fighting yeah they they fought over them and like tookie remembers that and she's like "Ooh, maybe i should tell him because she looks so beautiful even in trash um but then she's like no that's too mean i was like oh wow you have um some sort of moral compass Um, i like that as well i thought that was good then things get really crazy devin rump gives like a seven minute warning oh Mm -hmm. by the way theo leaves and he tips his imaginary hat at tookie which i hate that's probably that's like that that's not gonna be my thorn but it might as well be my lady um Milady, I adore Milady. <laughs> God, I just imagine him as like three feet tall and like I don't even know. I, I actually do see him with a fedora. Um, now things get wild. Uh, so, oh God, I this is <laughs> the craziest thing in the world. So there's so Devin Rump, Mayor Rump, is like seven minutes left, and the scouts show up, but we don't know that they're the scouts because what we get is instead this like long description of the sun vanishes clouds like burn out of the sky everyone like looks up they're like oh no like there's a whooshing like it's somehow this like storm arrives which we're kind of used to like i, right. I knew that that was gonna happen because yeah. storms just would arrive very suddenly there was an earthquake last time no one cared but suddenly a, a lamp post next to them like leans over and like snaps off and turns into a lady with a light bulb for a head and everyone's like oh there's a scout <laughs> a scout exclamation point tookie whispered <laughs> she never <laughs> one in person before how could you i mean also how do you know what it looks like if you've never seen one before i oh my god um this this was all shocking. I'm like at a loss for words. This this also felt like a horror novel to me. Yeah, it was very strange. And it also feels very repetitive to me. Like yeah. because didn't we just have like a reveal of all these like supernatural intoxibellas in the other chapter and like suddenly it feels like that again, except these have a different name. Right. There are these like ethereal, otherworldly beings right. that like exist time um couldn't they just be like regular judges like why did you have to make it so extra i feel like this could have really been condensed down right right like i would have given like you know when like you're with a toddler and you're like you don't ask a toddler what do you want for dinner you say do you want macaroni and cheese or do you want like hot dogs or whatever and the toddler picks someone should have been like tyra banks (laughs) like do you want extra worldly alien like ethereal scouts or models and she would have picked models and they would have just had like 19 devon rumps judging the competition so a lamppost turns into a woman (laughs) her head is glowing (laughs) and she picks the first and talks which is a girl with cheekbones so sharp they could slice a melon in half yeah okay and she like yeah so she she takes her hand and a bright light flash it (laughs) light of her cranium <laughs> flash like lightning <laughs> and then poof they were gone and the lamppost was back where it had always been um so the mom is really happy her daughter's a first draft pick because this is the nfl and like abducted though like that to me is like that's scary like an, immediately like this woman shaped thing kind of 
like slides out of reality, like grabs you and you like vanish in her mouth. Yeah, like, you don't Woo! even get to say goodbye, but whatever. <laughs> we also never they never fully explained it's implied, right, that, like, if you're chosen as an Intoxabella, like, it's fame, right? And maybe you get a lot of money. But they never implicitly, like, describe what happens to the families of the girls that are chosen, right? Like, right. it would have been really good if we had gotten just a crumb of, like, fa- oh, the fa- the families are, like, revered and, like, in the inner societal circles now or they get money or something. Like, we're just yeah. left to, like, assume that they get some sort of benefit, even if it's just bragging rights but we're never told that it's like tyra chooses to tell us the things that we don't want to know or care about and then holds (laughs) back all the information we do want there's something very about about the way that she's plotted this it's like we've learned nothing of import but we know everything about like abigail good and the girls in the manhole which would be a great band by the way oh my god that's gonna be our band i'm i'm lead vocals i'm lead vocals um (laughs) i'm on drums i've never drummed in my life but i'm on i I feel confident that you could handle them um so wait so okay so this keeps happening um the rest of this chapter is sort of like this like like i don't know very bloated montage of Mm -hmm. like abductions basically the next scout I don't know if you guys thought it was going to be all lampposts turning into scouts. <laughs> it's not. Actually, the next it's scout not. is an asteroid from outer space. This was fucking... This took me all the way out. Like, <laughs> like this... Like, I wrote an asteroid, then rockets to Earth. I'm not kidding. Yes. And a, the scout is, like, made of stone. With, like, a stone bikini on. And she taps a, a tall, long-haired girl in plain, dingy cotton dress. Um... And this is, like, the next pick. And the girl's like, are you sure you have to pick me? (laughs) Girl. And it's, like, the front of her dress was wet with tears. Like, how do you know? First of all, how do you know they're tears? Like, like, please. Are her cheeks stained with tears? Like, pick one. Like, no, she's soaking took, wet. Took, soaking he cannot girls. know that. Like, maybe she's lactating. Like, we don't know what the this moisture is. What you're is. Focus- I cannot believe that you're focusing on, like, the, like, perception of moisture <laughs> on a false rock when a literal woman from outer space has, like, climbed out Whatever. of an Whatever. That is, like, par for the course, girl. okay? Um, the girl's I name can't... is Desperata, which fucking took me out. I was like, Desperado. <laughs> oh, my God. Her mom's like, please take her. We're fucking poor. I can't feed her anymore. And this would have been the, the point for Tyra to be like, oh, like, people get money. I mean, she had ample opportunity prior to this to be like, people get money for this or some sort of, like, stipend. But no. No. None of that. And Nothing. here, even, we don't even really get to see it. So the scout takes her. She and they, like, disappears. Turn into an asteroid and fly away. And there's, like, a countdown happening this whole time, which is like, okay, a little bit of sense of urgency. That's good. So the clock <laughs> edge past the five minute. Mm-hmm. five minutes left mark right mm-hmm. um, I don't know about you but I sort of found myself um, at this point hoping that like a scout was going to burst out of like creamy alien style oh my I god shut crazy. up I did not think that or or like Bellissimo was there and she was suddenly <laughs> oh going to turn into a scout Bellissimo was a scout all along I would have Bellissimo. laughed so hard she's definitely a nanny cam sent by like CL or something like that mm-hmm um, so one of the uh, women that we, the garbage bag ladies, me and Ryan, a.k.a., they had these, like, shopping carts full of, like, garbage and stuff. So the next scout comes out of one of those. And then another girl is picked. And her mom wants to go instead of her and is, like, crestfallen that the mom's not selected. I don't know. None, really, none of this is important. At um, all. At all. I There's, don't like, light ageism. We're used to that. Um, <laughs> there's three minutes left, basically. Miracle is still strutting and posing, and at this point, like, they're starting to get nervous, right? Because they're like, shit, right. time is running out. And what did the De La Crumbs do So find a car <laughs> and scramble on top of it? Right, like, who climbs on top of, like, a random person's car? And it's, like, a fancy car. Like, it's described as being blinged out golden lowrider with, this is so, like, 2000s, like, with a... I don't know how to pronounce this word. I'm not going to say it. Uh, I'm going to say fancy roof and hubcaps that spun in place even the, when the car wasn't moving. Um, why, the, why? Why did they get on a car? I think in Tyra's head, she was like, I'm going to do an America's Next Top Model Challenge and we will have a car in the budget and I'm going to make someone like emulate the scene. Like, I just, I feel like. 
that's what she was thinking. Right. Like the way they described it was like Mrs. Delacreme was telling Mr. Delacreme was telling Tookie to climb up on the car so that Miracle would have more room to walk, right? Because it's so congested with yeah. girls um that there's no room. So they're like, get on top of the car, give your sister more space to walk. So Tookie gets up there with Brian. <laughs> Brian, Brian. And there's so a huge funny. crack down the middle, like like the car is parked on a piece of marble and it has a huge crack down the middle that looks strangely like a question mark. I'm like, if any inanimate object in the world is going to turn into a fucking person, it's this one. Like, yeah. it is so obvious. <laughs> right. right. Like, it's like when someone hides behind like a telephone pole, like that's the scout hiding in this car. Also, how does, how the fuck does Tookie, like, it's. By the way, this is the most choreography Tyra will ever do in all of her writing. Like, there's so much choreography between, like, there's not enough space on the ground, so we have to get onto this car, and then suddenly we're on the car, and, like, Tookie, you have to get off of the car. Like, there's a ton of this coming up, but it's implied that it's so congested around the car that, like, they need to get on top of it, which makes zero sense. But also, then how is Tookie spying, like, a gigantic crack in the ground that looks like a question mark? It makes no sense at all, and it's all very, like, heavy-handed from the author contriving a moment so to to getting to a specific point, basically, right? Tookie gets on the car and her feet begin to buzz. And like, you know what's about to happen. Yes. <laughs> it was like her toenails. They're scouts. <laughs> no. A strip of the diamond encrusted roof of the car had transformed into a thick layer of brilliant fabric. So everyone's like, shit, it's a scout, right? And everybody starts yelling. Um, Miracle doesn't know what's going on. Brian says, uh, it's a scout, doofus. Um, and, <laughs> and Miracle's like, where? Um, on the roof of the car. So uh, Miracle pushes past the girls in her way. And at this point, like, they're counting down. Like, they're 45 seconds away from the end of yeah. uh, T-Dodd. Yeah. And Creamy's like, get off the hood. Get off the hood. Like, Miracle, you get up here. And this is Miracle's moment and like Miracle's like wading through the crowd and it's like this I actually did feel some tension during this because the countdown sort of taking place mm -hmm. among like and this is pages this goes on for pages because it's tons of detail finally Miracle gets there she gets on the top of the hood and goes da ta and I was like that a girl like there she <laughs> oh, is gross She's I hate back. it oh we also should mention that like Theo is in the back of a crowd of like rabid mothers and jealous girls and he's yeah. strangely it says not looking at miracle he's looking at tookie and tookie's yeah. stomach flipped over i'm like whatever yeah <laughs> mrs delacreme grabbed tookie's ankles and i fully expected her to like pull her from the car and just like fucking kill her because right. uh, <laughs> i have no faith in these parents Meanwhile, the roof finished its diamond fabric, diamond to fabric transformation, which I don't know why the car didn't just turn into the scout, why I had to then go from diamonds to fabric to a lady, but it tears open and um, <laughs> I think Miracle gets like thrown from the car. Yeah, she gets thrown off the roof onto the ground in slow motion and like Mr. De La Creme is like, no, it like catches up. And they're, they're, they're like, get back up here. Like quit fucking around, Miracle. As if like she like did it herself. Right. And Tookie's still on the car, by the way. She hasn't gotten down despite like everyone trying to get her down. And it says, P Tookie didn't want to move. She wanted to see this happen to Miracle firsthand. And I felt like that was so weak. Like, sincere as well. She doesn't give a fuck about this. Not only that, but like the difference between on top of the car and next to Miracle to right, like on the ground, you can still see everything really clearly. So this was just, it felt so forced to me. And I really yeah. just didn't like that. I didn't appreciate that. Tara. Just admit that you're like selfish or that like for once people are looking at you or like Theo is looking at you and you don't want to get out of his sight. Like there's a million reasons why Tookie would honestly put, I mean, not the least of which is like fear because there's a rabid crowd and she's right. watched her sister get like knocked into it. Like, right. They could have so played it that way. Like, oh, I'm too scared. Like, no, anything. but like Tookie has to be this like blessed angel and be like oh but i wanted to see this happen Tookie, you have observed like people's like sweat glands from 14 meters away <laughs> like you can see everything why do you have to be like so in the face of this um i agree with you that was weak as hell um <laughs> so oh also we didn't mention before this oh. happened before miracle gets thrown off um before she gets on the car uh Tookie actually helps her up 
Yeah. Um, and she's like, this is Miracle's moment. I have to help her. So this is like another like tender moment or whatever the hell. The scout shows up. From a human sized hole and she's almost naked. So the car gave birth to her. Right. And she's almost naked except for shiny necklaces that are strategically placed over her, like, just in lower house. So it's basically oh a God. woman shows up in, like, just necklaces, which iconic outfit to, like, do your job in. Like, she went to work and she's like, honey, I'm leaving. And he was like, wait, you forgot, like, this necklace to cover your areola. And she was like, oh, thank you so much. I, I, like, I'm, I'm picturing her in the uh, in the crystal bodysuit from the toxic music video that's yes. what i'm choosing to see in my brain right so britney spears <laughs> shoots out of this like car's hood right and um like spins around in the air she's also wearing like a mask and it like in meanwhile the countdown's like six five four um and the scout looks at the daily grams like all of them um nodding majestically both strong uh, look, and feminine and feminine at the same time as if they're as if they're two different things yeah, please. Um, Mrs. De La Crum's like, please, take her. <laughs> and Mr. De La Crum's like, we would be honored. Three, two, and what happens? <laughs> and then the scout reached out her long, slender, radiantly decorated hand and beckoned to Tookie. <laughs> <laughs> the gag! The gag! Britney Spears came all the way here just to... dun 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 <laughs> you thought miracle you thought <laughs> oh i did scream i wrote the gag of the century at the end of this chapter in like permanent ink <laughs> and that's the end of chapter nine. <laughs> oh my god so this was 15 minutes in metopia but so much crazy shit happened how can and... so much and so little happen all at I once i don't know i don't know i wow okay should we should we do should we do a rose and the thorn um yeah you go first <laughs> okay so my my thorn is like just from a crap level like tookie's like wishy-washiness attitude towards Modeland. This is like the one thing that Tookie needs to have pinned down from the start of this book because it needs to establish like the tension between her and what we know is going to happen, right? We know she's going to go to a model and the book's called like fucking Modeland. It's not called like Triple B Bim Bops and Bobbles or whatever, like her school. <laughs> she's going to Modeland. So like we need to know how she feels about it, but suddenly like she doesn't care. Suddenly she's like she wants to care. Suddenly it's her moment. Suddenly she wants like help miracle, like. It just is so amorphous, and for me, like, it totally ruins her character, and um, that really stands out here. And then my my Rose, it's just this, like, just this, like, ethereal horror show of these scouts. Like, I thought this was really scary and kind of horrifying, and it makes no sense, and it could be a thorn, but I, I, I at this point, I'm just leaning into, like, the full-blown chaos of, like the random magic and physics of this world and the fact that like a lamppost and a meteor and like a car full of garbage all have like the same job and qualifications <laughs> like that to me is just that's exciting world building <laughs> you're bananas but i guess what else are we supposed to do <laughs> yeah no choice i'm gonna say my thorn is like sort of the repetitive nature of this chapter like nothing mm. feels special anymore right because we've already had like a chapter that was like very similar to this uh there's a lot of like stampeding loud noises like big reveals of like mystical characters so this doesn't like this should have been the chapter that sort of like blew us away mind you i think it should have come a lot sooner than like page 100 but i think that the all the 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 huge magic and the mysticism should have been saved for the day of discovery and then unrolled from there rather than us having all these like sort of inconsequential moments uh, that had all of this like big magic and we didn't really gain anything from it. Right. Um, yeah. I'm, and I'm, I'll say my rose is like uh, Tookie does uh, try to help Miracle again in this chapter. Um, and she's showing some sort of tenderness or like feelings for her sister i guess like her character is so flat that any moment she sort of displays any sort of personality is thrilling to me so that was chapter nine now we are on to chapter 10 chapter 10 boo big teak nation 
Okay. So, so yeah. for quick recap, um, <laughs> the day of discovery is upon us. It's a million girls stampeding and um, a, a scout scouts are coming out of like literally the woodwork. And one of them selects Tookie. That's where we've left off. So yes. we're actually picking up like a split second later. Right. Um, which Which annoys me. There need to be a chapter break, but whatever. We're (laughs) we're here. We're here. And the De La Crumbs are just dumbfounded. I'm going to disagree with you. I actually liked it ending on her picking Tookie. I like when chapters end on what feels like a cliffhanger. Yeah. So it keeps you reading. It does propel you forward. Right. So I actually yeah. like that. Uh, right. I rescind my criticism. I actually do this all the time. So I can't <laughs> say that without being hypocritical. Um, um, but yeah, go ahead. So Tookie doesn't believe that she's getting picked. She says, was this some sort of cruel joke? And I just wrote, get some self-esteem, honey, in the, in the <laughs> margins. Um, and oh. Mrs. Delacrim, <laughs> this made me laugh so much. Mrs. Delacreme scuttled onto the car's hood with the nimbleness of a mountain goat. This fucked me up. I was like, this creamy cannot catch a break. Please. Oh, it was so funny. Um, she, like, body slams her and is like, not this one. You want this one. It, like, brings up Miracle. Oh, my God. Um, so. Um, this was interesting. The scout then has a, hold on, a trash, a trash car is going by. It's going to be loud. It's okay. our, it's our limo. Oh my god, yeah, it's, it's us. It's a scout. And it, look, at this point, anything could be a scout. Like, I'm gonna be walking down the street, I'm gonna, like, bump into, like, a trash can and be like, are you interested? Um, <laughs> so, the scout, so, there's, like, now that De La Cremes are, like, getting in the way, the scout has a sparkling slip of paper that appears in her hand that she, like, starts to study as if, like, it's going to, for whatever reason, like, clear up the confusion of, like, which De La Creme she came for, which, to me, is... This is a really weird thing to add because the Day of Discovery allegedly is like something that's like performance based, right? Like they pick people right. based on like their walk. But suddenly there's like a preordained list that has names on it, like some sort of Santa Claus situation. Um, this to me like really messed with the logic so far. Yeah, not only that, but at the very beginning of the last chapter, chapter nine, it says there was one rule and one rule only. A girl must be walking in order to be chosen. That's immediately broken because Tookie no is walking. not walking. Like Tookie no gets on the car. So what was the point of that? What was the point of what's the that point? rule? What's the point of the smize? Oh my God. We haven't even, what does the smize do? It's supposed to increase your chances, but apparently it doesn't really matter that much because literally Miracle was right there and Tookie got chosen instead. I mean, we knew she was going to get chosen, right? Like, let's be real. We knew she was going to get chosen. But yeah. okay. but there is there is no point to the smize because it would have been a lot more effective in my mind if something had happened to Miracle, like, throughout this whole thing and she had given her smize to Tookie and then Tookie had gotten chosen. Something like that, right? Because then right. it would have made, like, the whole... That's like having the entire plot of Willy Wonka like rest on the golden ticket and then a kid who didn't get the golden ticket is the one who's chosen. And like what the fuck was the point of the golden ticket this whole time? Like, yeah, please. Yeah, it angers me. It angers me that that was discarded so easily in part because it's like a major portion of the book. I'm hoping the smiles will come back, but I sort of know that they're not gonna at all. So it would be great if like here. okay, consider this. The AU in which Tookie hates Model Land, does not want to go, is so, like, like diametrically opposed to it that, like, she doesn't want to help out. That would make sense of a lot of these things. She wants to go with Lizzie. She doesn't want anything to do with her society. She hates the beauty standards. But then at the Day of Discovery, like, something happens and Miracle falls and Tookie goes to, like, help her up. But instead, like, accidentally, like, rips the smize off of her or something, right? And it, then she's, like, caught holding it. And that's the thing that, like, eases her into, like, the scout's perception. That would make a lot more sense. Right. And then the whole time, Tookie would be questioning, like, why would, was she chosen? Like, was she really meant to be chosen? Or was it because this accident happened? And we could have a whole journey of, like, learning to believe in yourself because of that. But no. Instead, right. And, like, get we could, they could be, like, they could be, like, the smize actually, like, the smi- the smizes don't do anything, honey. Like, you, it was you all along. Right. Like, Dorothy's fucking shoes. Like, yeah. Oh, yes. That's what I'm thinking of. But 
no, that none of that happens. Um, instead, Creamy starts to like fucking like debate with the scout, which I cannot imagine doing after seeing like the power that these scouts command. Creamy's like, no, you've got the wrong girl, and um, and Miracle starts to, like whine, and the scout turns so quickly that she slaps Miracle. Well, with because her- Miracle tries to snatch the paper from the like oh, the right. list from her hands, and she gets hit. Physically accosts Scout. Never a good move, girl. And then Creamy says something so funny. She <laughs> says um, she starts in, she starts fighting with the Scout, and then she says, "You have lost your diamond encrusted mine." I can't wait to say that to you the next time you're out of line on something. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting. Well, the funny thing is that right next to it, I just wrote Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, and no. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Yes, no, that's, I'm with you on that. Um, God, so they argue forever. I was, I was also blown away at how long, like, by the way, the countdown was on, like, four, three, two, like, the last time we picked it up. It's over. The day of discovery, like, has to be Done, over. But yeah. we're having a full-blown debate right now with the scout, and it goes on for pages, like, pages and pages of this. Yeah, it's, like, it's really pointless. And, like, so... Miracle says, um, she, she points accusingly at Tookie and says, she's the one you should be smacking because she got hit with the scout's booby necklace or whatever. And she's like, she doesn't even care about Model Land. And Tookie softly says, yes, I do. Not that any of you have ever asked. And I, this part made my blood boil. It really made my blood boil. Because... This is the moment that I was like, is Tookie an unreliable narrator? Because her saying, not that any of you have ever asked, is implying the audience, too. Because we never thought that she cared about Model Land because this is what we know of her. Like, we've been in her head the whole time. And she's, up until they found the smize and she felt that glimmer of, like, oh, my God. Like, that was the only time it was mentioned that she might possibly care about Model Land. Every other time was like, I don't care. It's stupid. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. I'm going to escape with my friend Lizzie. And now suddenly we're meant to sympathize with the character who has only shown that she Mm -hmm. does not give a shit. And nobody, none of us are mind readers. Like, it just annoys me. It's like this weird, like, this is actually something that like, there are people that are like this, where it's just those like entitled, like self victimhood type mm-hmm. of thing where they're like, well, none of you even cared to ask. But then like, I'm sure if we asked, I'd be like, okay, well, do you want to go? And she'd be like, well, no, but like, I just want it to be asked. Like, it's just, it's only about that for them. And it's real unflattering on her. I know it's supposed to be like pitiful, but what it feels like is just like deeply self pitying for the sake of like attention. It doesn't actually sound like she cares at all. Cause again, none of that stuff's been pinned out in her her character and we have spent nine chapters 10 chapters in her head it just reminds you of the the like right. summary of this book of like model and never dares to make an appearance in her dreams and it also just never dared to make an appearance in the first 110 pages of this book in her intentions but whatever. right at all like if you're trying to avoid a thought or like the thought of something or tamp hopes down that implies yeah. that like you have to it has to sneak in at some point, right? Like in your darkest moments, like when nobody's looking, you will think about those things. And Mm -hmm. we're supposed to get the insight into that. So that moments like this are powerful where we're like, yes, Tookie got the thing that she really wants. But instead it, it falls so super flat. It's like, yeah, Tookie has to go to model land in order for the rest of this book to make sense. But we're not invested because she didn't care about it. And she's telling us she cared about it now, but it's too late. Um, way too late. Yeah, way, way, way too late. Yeah. So, so they argue for a while. Um, oh, they, like, push Tookie here and there. She gets pushed around a bunch. Um, and, like, Mr. De La Creme's like, Creamy, just let them take Tookie. Like, she's one of our daughters as well. And Creamy <laughs> is like, Oh, so now, like, you want your circus freak little bitch? <laughs> like, they start bickering. Like, I'm like, how embarrassing is this? Like, they're on top of a car in front of their entire, like, nation's capital. On top of a car, like, bickering about marital affairs. And um, and this, there is a moment that's, I think, a little bit interesting here where basically, like, Mr. De La Creme, like, offers Tookie up. And he repeats the, the thing that he said to her mm-hmm. that was really awful prior that's, like, just go. Mr. De La Creme told Tookie for all of us like and that's what he had said to her when he wanted her to like 
leave the family or something like that. And it didn't quite make sense then. And my suspicion is that actually the line was put here and then was echoed retroactively into the previous chapter Mm -hmm. so that like it could echo now because it makes actually much more sense here than it did back then, like even like syntactically. Anyhow, he like offers her up and this finally I was like, okay, we have a moment where Tookie comprehends like the contradictions that are happening within her. Like, is her dad finally proud of her because she's being scouted? Did he never love her? Like, or does he just want to get rid of her? Cause that was his intention anyways. And I'm like, Oh great. Like we actually have a moment of like layered contemplation about what this action may mean or what it like, I guess what it, what it, what it means in terms of like the, the story at hand or what we know so far. And this is very rare for the story, but finally happens it's not dwelled upon by any means and this is probably me reading way too far into it but I don't know I thought that that was interesting yeah I agree um I liked seeing some sort of interiority for Tookie and like maybe that's what I'm responding to yeah her her like talking about like wait does my dad actually is he really proud of me and like he doesn't want to get rid of me like that was nice to see like some sort of emotion as a like that's not like uh 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 <laughs> where she mm-hmm. doesn't know what she feels mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. wants like she wants her dad's approval and love it means a lot to her so i think that's probably Finally what it was yeah mm-hmm. um so tookie realizes that her as she says her six head uh is on a giant screen everyone's watching her and everybody's like ew this bitch is fugly <laughs> um, and then she's like but you know, like millions of people are looking at the screens being like, what the? And then she thinks of wingtip and how he said like, dream big, even you should dream big. And this drove me crazy. Um, Perhaps that's what he meant. This was the biggest dream any girl could have, especially a forget it girl. It's like, okay, sure. She basically wants credit for having the same dream as everybody else, but she wants to be like special about it. I don't even know. This didn't make any sense to me. It's but really like she, annoying. It's like it's like one of those me. people who only wants to do something when their friend wants to do it. And it's like suddenly like, oh, yeah, I've always wanted that, too, for sure. And it's like, no, get your own personality, dumb yeah. bitch. So she's dragged into the sky by a cloth that spews out of the scout's fingers. And basically, just to summarize, there's a lot of description, but she's basically in like a, a sack. She's being flown through the air in like a gossamer, translucent yeah. gossamer sack that's like trailing mm-hmm. behind this um the scout who's flying um flying up up through the earth and Tookie like waves goodbye to her family and sees that her mother's brow is dripping in sweat and even though she's rising into the atmosphere she sees the bulging veins on her mother's face because she can perceive these things um and uh and <laughs> creamy dispatches one threat at the scout as the scout flies away she says you think you are flying high and mighty but i will whack slap smack clobber knock out and give your bedazzled ass a black eye bedazzled by ryan lasalle Bedaz- this is actually a meta a meta ad for bedazzled came out jam it's my new book please buy it <laughs> buy it you cowards um so yeah okay so i want to bring this up before it's too late i don't think i've yeah. said this any other time i'm pretty sure but who knows i'm always drunk when we record these so yeah. anything is possible what if we're being tricked what if you know how we're always complaining Tookie can hear and see everything even if it's like far away what if that's one of her powers as an intoxibella that could that would make a lot of sense and oh my god okay i can we put a pin in this? Because something happens a little bit later in this chapter that... Mm-hmm, I, mean, mm-hmm. I know exactly okay. what you're going to say. Okay, yes. Okay, cool. I'm like, <laughs> okay, so they fly through the air. <laughs> and then there's this, like, funny montage of, like, Tookie seeing people in, like, windows that are, like, celebrating. She's, like, in the pouch being flown through the air. <laughs> she sees, like, people toasting each other in, like, a skyscraper and, like, children covered in cake. It's so against weird. windows, like, waving at her. It's all very like eighties movie, like. Really, <laughs> I think she, I'm like, did she die? <laughs> like, yeah, she's... she's like in the stork's pouch, basically. None, like, of the other, none of the other girls flew into the sky, by the way. Just like, not Tookie. even the meteor girl. She got sucked into a stone. Yeah, um, Tookie's special. You forgot she's not like other girls. She's not like other girls. Um, and then she sees somehow her like eyes spot in the city. She's like above the grid of the city. She sees a flash of red, and it's like Lizzie. How, God? Why and how? She sees Lizzie and she's like, she's, well, Lizzie has red hair that's now flashing and glowing. And 
Not actually. That's I, I know I say that people are probably like, oh, yeah, that's probably the case. But no, I, I'm, I'm being exaggerated. Um, she sees Lizzie and she's like, we have to stop. Uh, and she tries to like break out of this like membrane that she's being flown through the she air. She could have died if she fell <laughs> out, but whatever. Um, but Lizzie gives her body jerked to the side in a big twitch. And she like falls over and uh, turns into nothing more but a small dot. And I just wrote like, this is, this is so crazy. Right. Like how can Tookie even see her from that far away? And it's, she's in a dark alley. Like how red is her red hair? Like, let's talk about that because if it's so red that that's how she saw her, then that's like, that's a superpower. That's not like normal gingers don't do that. So mm-hmm. yeah, they don't glow in the dark, honey, but I, I don't really know about that. Um, she starts like questioning, like, what if Lizzie saw me on the screen and yep. she's feeling betrayed and she's like screaming, like, I didn't know about this, Lizzie. I swear, Tookie screamed. Not a second thought for her when everything was happening, right? She only thinks about it after the fact because Tookie's selfish. We already know that. She doesn't care yeah, about anybody. She only thinks of Lizzie when she like literally sees her running after her. Like, why? It would have been more powerful had she not seen her but remembered her anyways. Like, not having the reminder of being like, oh, what about Exodus? I don't know. We didn't need to see Lizzie chasing after this um, in order for it to be powerful. At um, all. She, she, she whispers Lizzie and then curtsies. <laughs> makes, um, she's like in a balloon. She's like in like a sack. Somehow stands and curtsies in it. To say I goodbye. <laughs> I was like, that's like so fucking rude. That's what I wrote. I was like, my God. That's just rude. Um, um, then there's just like a bunch of pointless description. Like, Well, they go to the ombalesques, which... Right. They and then they fly into the ground. Um, they fly in. They, <laughs> I'm just gonna summarize this real quick. They go to the obelisks. They um, they plunge into the earth instead of going to the mountain. They start flying through a green tube that feels like being inside of a plant. Um, and um, then the the pouch that they're in turns black and shiny. And then they, <laughs> the the T Dodd music goes this I hated, um, goes from like whatever it was, it goes to a, a um, it turns into banjos. <laughs> I said, why banjos? I, uh, I will, I will tell you why in a second, but they, they end, they end up in, um, oh my God, there's just so much description. They end up in Boo Big Teak Nation. Do you want to describe what this is? I've been talking a lot. So this is like, it's a store. They say it's a convenience store. There's a lot of like sort of conflicting descriptions here. A boutique is meant to be a small shop, right? But it's big. So this is like saying small big box store or tiny super Walmart. Like it doesn't make any sense. Um, so they're in this place and it's they're in a whole different time zone. They're in a whole different nation. It says right. Yep. This place. A uh, boutique is a is a is a country or nation that is a big convenience store and everyone lives there. Yes, they're shopping all the time, except right now because they're having their own T-Dod ceremony. Right, it hasn't T-Dod's ended yet here. still happening here, right. Um, and um, no one was shopping except, of course, for the the uh, the model scout that Tookie's with. And now, like, this to me felt unprofessional. Basically, the scout is, like, here to, like, continue scouting, but, like, has one of her recruits with her. So she's, just, like, f- like, whipping around the store and, like, Tookie's in, like, a sack with her. Right. Literally in a bag. Right. Um, and so, oh, oh another okay. thing that I wanted to describe is so this is like a big store, right? And then there's houses all around the perimeter. So like picture like a huge Walmart and then there's like houses all around the edge this, of it. Yes, like I'm glad that you that's said this country. Walmart. And I think like it's all indoors too. Mm-hmm. Like there's like there's like poor I, I don't even know. It's like it's all this like massive Walmart. And I actually so okay. I do think that this is supposed to be a Walmart because of a few different things, but there seems to be, and I'm like trying to figure out how to word this, but like everything about this felt like basically Tyra being like, and now here's sort of like the, you know, like here's like where like the trashy poor people Mm -hmm. like live and shop. And the fact that like we go from like T-Dod being this like big illustrious ceremony in Ladorno, which is like, you know, like the Paris to now the the theme song's playing on banjos, right? Like, they even have a banjo rendition of the theme song. Like, it just immediately turns into, like, and now here's the lower class of, like, the world having their own little celebration yeah, in and, a store. And the houses, there are larger houses on the top, but it says there's 
there's a lot of smaller houses on the bottom and also motor homes. So I think that's what she was going for, too. That makes sense. Um, right. it's, like it's very thing. mean and fucked up, but <laughs> yes. I understand what she was trying to We're say. We're just giving you guys the facts. This yeah, is we didn't write this book. Okay? We didn't write this book. Um, so then we meet Dylan, who I guess is like a cashier, it seems like. Like she's working. She's like behind she a counter. Right. Yeah. She has naturally raspberry colored lips, lavender blue eyes, and she's in a lavender blue outfit, and she has golden blonde hair. Um, and a big old butt. And it, she she's described several times as being, like, thicker than most. Yeah. <laughs> like she's, Dylan's, Dylan's curvaceous. And it's – this is really funny. Right before that, it's – it um the scout – it says the scout homed in on a girl about an eighth of a mile away. And then it says <laughs> – it was weird. Whatever the scout saw and heard, Tookie could see and hear too. And it's like weird and not at all convenient. And also, she could also see and hear everything before also. So there was no need to add this in now because she always had that ability. So whatever. Right. This is what I was going to say. Like suddenly Tookie has like these. But the thing is, if they had said that like Tookie's eyes homed in on someone who's four miles away in like a lead bunker, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so so we meet Dylan. Dylan's really hot, um, and there's a, a fight breaks out basically mm-hmm. um, between a girl with an ivory outfit and a strawberry blonde, and then they make the joke: strawberries and cream are mixing it up in a blender on aisle number one ninety seven. I'm like, can we stop reducing every girl in this book to like an ingredient or a food <laughs> or like a color? It's like. That's the only thing we get. There's so much description and everyone is reduced to like, you're a ginger. Like you have like light brown skin because God forbid they have dark brown skin. Nobody in this fucking whole book has so far. Um, But I really don't like that. It makes me angry. But there's basically a big fight and Dylan's like, I got to take care of it. And so she is walking towards the place and she's swinging her hips. Um, (laughs) um, Frantic walkers and lifting her arms to squeeze between displays. And it says Dylan looked graceful and very sexy, even as she slid in the oil spill. And I'm like, Tookie, once again, you are gay. Like, don't (laughs) you're looking at this girl and you're thinking like, oh, look at her. Look at her heart shaped face, like describing her to a T so much. And she's like, she looks very sexy. I'm like, you yeah, I'm just saying. She comes out and says it. Like, she's very sexy. I have a huge boner as Dylan, like, <laughs> like chantes, like, sashes through, like, an oil spill to, like, break up a fight. And then Dylan, oh, God, I, Dylan has, like, a, I, okay, I don't know how you read this, but, like, all of Dylan's dialogue is, like, deeply black-scented in, like, very. a way that, to my, to, to my, like, reader ear, like, it's it's really hard to to read. Yeah, like, I'm. Really. I will not be reading any of Dylan's. Lines. <laughs> I also will not be reading any of Dylan's style. <laughs> like, yes, I am biracial, but I don't feel comfortable with this. It feels a little bit too much. Um, yeah, it's it to the. It feels like a parody. It feels like a caricature, mm, and um, it's like over the top. Very. Dylan leads the girls in, like, she basically, like, reins them in and is like, "All right, like, you didn't train all this time to." get into a fight you want to be scouted so like what are we gonna do like we're gonna walk like and she basically like magically um gets everyone to participate in behaving themselves and fulfill their dreams by like by walking um and there's it's like hard to get through this because the the dialogue like her her narration of it is kind of what she's describing but like it's like swing them hips like woo child it's like it's stuff like that and i won't say anymore because it's it's very hard to read yeah, it's a lot. I feel like neither of us need to, like, we... We don't need to go into it. Yeah, we don't need to go into it. Just, that's how Dylan speaks. Um, She she says something really weird. They nursed on wombat milk. I was like, what? Is that a thing? I really hope not. Like It's like, oh, look, look at these pores, like, and their crazy idiosyncrasies and, like, fighting in a store. Like, that's how all of this read to me. It felt very classist. Yeah, uh, which, you know. We have ageism. We got a lot of stuff going <laughs> yeah, just, on. Like add it to like the add it to like the Avengers Infinity Gauntlet of just like weird fucked up things in this book. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, Dylan, uh, the Scout chooses Dylan. Dylan gets basically. scouted. Right. This and, is enough for the like fly to Dylan and be like, "You bitch." And Dylan's like, "What?" And she's like, uh, "What about my brothers and sisters?" And Dylan gestured to a tiny house near the dental and feminine hygiene aisles. 
<laughs> and then her mom like um shows him. Yeah, and it's like I will do it. And she's like, you know, uh, she ran, runs her hands over her generous hips and shrugs. Maybe a little, or should I say a lot, of some boo big teak booty is just what Miss Modelin needs. And the whole store starts cheering and clapping. Um, it seems like everyone likes her. Yeah, she's she's definitely a pillar of the community. I mean, she works in customer service, so of yeah. course they like her. So Dylan gets uh, snatched up into the bag, and she... Wait, she, no, she she faints. Oh, yeah, oh my god, I forgot, yeah. She, <laughs> Dylan fainted, crumbling to the ground. Everyone gasped. Don't worry, Dylan's mother waved her arms frantically. She does that. <laughs> she better do that again in a high-pressure situation later, or that would have <laughs> yeah. been for naught. Like, the scout then like reaches down scoops dylan up throws her into the bag and dylan is like immediately snaps to it and is like hey <laughs> looking at tookie like who are you your eyes are crazy and tookie's like i w- she wasn't used to people paying attention to her you've been insulted every which way from tuesday since the beginning <laughs> yeah. of this book from street vendors to fucking just anyone we could find okay stop it with this forget a girl bullshit it's not true it's all in your head you need to go on dr phil yeah she's gotta she has got to work through this because some it's gonna get her killed it's gonna get both of us killed it's gonna gonna get get the three of us killed okay (laughs) if it lays a hand on dylan i'll be pissed but like Uh, yeah someday tookie's gonna be like don't worry they won't be able to see me because i'm a forget a girl she's gonna like march in front of like a sniper and they're gonna take her out and she's it's gonna be the end for her Oh, so then the announcer's like, all right, losers, like everybody get tissues for your boohoos and bandages because, you know, they chose who they had to choose. And that is the end of chapter 10. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why did this chapter exist? I don't know. They could have, they very easily could have just had this not exist, had Tookie like fall asleep and then wake up to Dylan in her pouch with her or been like she could have been her roomie like any of that stuff and then later on she could have told the story but like I feel like Tyra is obsessed with describing the world to us in a way that's like I understand like you want to describe all of these different places but like there has to be an actual reason for it right and I feel like this was like a really bad excuse to describe the Walmart nation um (laughs) yeah she just wanted to be like and I thought of everything shoppers at Walmart (laughs) like you are included too um did you have a rose in the thorn so my rose is actually going to be Dylan even though her dialogue is a little bit questionable i'm gonna say that at least i feel like she talks and like she has some sort of like personality and like she might respond to things whereas i was really on like at my wits end with like tookie not ever having any sort of reaction to things Uh so i feel like dylan might be a little bit more like proactive with things like she might might have again made a better protagonist than tookie herself um But I'm going to say she was my rose and I'm going to say my thorn was the entire chapter because it was pointless and it didn't need to exist at all. Oh uh, my God. You, th- those are my exact two rose and thorns that I have written down. I'm not even fucking kidding you. Like well, we do share a brain cell. <laughs> yes. Verbatim. No, I have like nothing additional to add. I mean, except for the fact that Dylan was going to be my rose, but became it full out when she like sexily scooted herself through like <laughs> aisles and displays and like Tookie was like she's very sexy like uh, immediately I was like thank god she's here like, now finally. I ship now I wa- have a ship it's Dylan and yes. Tookie and I want Dylan to be like Tookie stop being a fucking idiot um, yeah their ship name is Dookie Dookie exactly and I also love I love about Dylan that she like broke up a fight like she actually has a place in this world right like she knows like that is what she does like it seems like people listen to her and I like right. that like she has a personality like the bar is below the floor and in hell on Satan's lap and that is that made me happy so the bar is pressing into Satan's lap like a safety bar on a roller coaster keeping him pinned he cannot get up because it is so low and looking to go lower so thanks so much for listening to another episode of celebrity book club if you want to follow the podcast on instagram we're at celebrity underscore book club if you want to follow us on twitter we're at celeb bk club 
And if you would like to email us and get in touch, uh, our email is celebbookclub at gmail.com. But also, if you just have like a thought or a prediction or like a notion um, or want to reprimand us, you can always do that through our anchor. You can like literally leave us a message. And uh, the the link for that, it's on our site, but also it's anchor.fm slash celebrity hyphen book club. Just click on the little message button down on the right. Yay! And if you want to follow me, Clarabelle, on social media, I'm at Clarabelle underscore Ortega on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And my website is ClarabelleOrtega.com. If you want to follow me, uh, all my stuff is linked on RyanLosala.com. I'm mostly on Twitter at Ryality, and uh, I'm on TikTok and Instagram as well. Thank you so much for listening again. And yes. we'll see you next week. If we last. I don't know. We got to. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. Bye. Kisses. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.